0: What is up? What is up, Bills Mafia? It is so good to have you with me. Welcome into the Overreaction Podcast. I am the voice of the Overreaction Podcast. And the Overreaction Podcast, I got some exciting news for you. The Overreaction Podcast is now sponsored and brought to you by the Market Dominator. The Market Dominator is a man by the name of John Spazchek. John is a real estate broker with Keller Williams Realty. Um, and let me just tell you something. It is rare that you find somebody who is so invested and believes so much in what you're doing, that they're willing to put their name behind it and put their checkbook behind it. And I think it's even more rare when you find somebody that's willing to do that, that you also believe in. John Spazchek is a friend of mine. He's a, a, a guy that when we moved back to Buffalo, we relied on and counted on him to Literally find us a home, get us, talk us through, walk us through all of the things that have to do with home purchases in New York state. Because let me tell you something, buying a home in New York is different than buying a home in any other state in this country, any other state in this country. John is an expert. John is an expert. And not only is John an expert, but John is going to walk the people on the other side of this deal of your deal, as far as your home through it, he's not going to let anything fall through the cracks. He is going to educate you. He is consistently ranked in the top 100 realtors of Western New York. Uh, he opens doors through exceptional client care and education. The man understands the business, knows the business, and knows what he's doing. And let me tell you something else. This is big. He When I talked to John this past week, he told me that there are only 800 or so listings in Erie County currently homes for sale if there's a time to sell your house if you've been contemplating selling your house now is the time you need to sell it right now and let me tell you something you want to go with john because john is going to maximize the value of your home so whether you are in the market to buy or you're in the market to sell and here's the other thing too john can work out of state so if you were listening to me from some other state in the country John can make that happen. He is the market dominator and he is he has at this point partnered with us here at the Overreaction Podcast. And I am thankful for John. And if you have if you are in the market, if you are ready to go, you need to get a hold of John at 716-570-3298. That number again is 716 570 3298 Or you can email him at your elite broker. At gmail.com your elite broker do not wait do not hesitate and do not make the mistake of going with somebody else with that I want to thank all of you for joining me today I've got an awesome show lined up for you and to be honest with you there's been a lot of stuff in the news there's been a lot of stuff in the news there have been people trashing our quarterback our defense has been getting together even though the NFL is telling them not to They've been been getting together, uh, practicing and, and doing drills and playing volleyball and they've been having a cookout and it's been awesome to see our quarterback was seen in the airport on his way back to Buffalo by the founder, one of the founders of Buffalo fanatics, Pierre Kingpin. A lot of stuff is going on. A lot of stuff is going on, but with that, I have a special guest for you today. And I don't want to waste any time. So right now, what I want to do is I want to bring in a special guest uh, for the very first time. And I'm going to admit real quick just that I am not intimidated, but I'm excited Uh, And it's just, it's not every day that you get the founder, the owner of the network that you're actually on, on your show. Uh, But with us today, we have the founder, one of the founders of Buffalo Fanatics. Uh, His name is Rico. He's got a show on YouTube twice a week on uh, Mondays, or should say just after the games on Sundays. And then he's got a a show on Friday. And his show is Hotness. If you haven't caught it, you need to catch it. Um, I enjoy it. I love it. I feel a kindred spirit with him just as far as, energy and emotion you can find him on twitter at real rico underscore bf that handle again at real rico underscore bf so with that rico how you doing
1: my man joe i am doing great thanks for having me on the overreaction podcast i'm excited to be here man i appreciate it <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's uh so it's I've been wanting to come on your show, but there's an aspect of like how do you ask somebody come out to come on their show? It's like, uh so I figured I would just you know what? I'm just gonna reach out and I'm gonna make the first move and like have you on my show first and then hopefully there'll be some dividends. There'll be some some it'll pay off in the I, end. I, it's
1: it's kinda of funny because I'm I'm so in the wind. I f if I feel something, I just do it. If I feel like there will be chemistry between myself and somebody else, I just do it. It's just a matter of time. When you work the overnights It's one of those things where it's a scheduling issue, right? And energy for me is big. So if I'm tired, I I don't want to give that to the audience. And I don't want to give that to my guest as well. But you rest assured, my friend, you and I will be going head to head. Don't you worry (laughs) about that. Well, I have
0: a voice, as you have mentioned many times, for uh, a voice for radio. I kind of have a face for radio, too. So, you know, (laughs) just... (laughs) I, I'm not so. I'm not as good looking as Steve uh and Dave Tilton. He's good looking too, and and you're obviously a good looking guy. Appreciate that. Uh,
1: even Jay Spence is. <laughs> we got a we got a whole bunch of good looking guys on, so, on, the, on the squad, man. So um listen, man. We're not. We don't. We don't. We don't only sound good, but we look good.
0: <laughs> oh, we look good too. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's funny. So real quick for me, and 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 I don't. I, I know that the Buffalo Fanatics Network and just our reach is growing. uh I want to use the word exponentially. Um, but talk to me real quick. Cause I honestly don't know. Tell me how Buffalo fanatics got started and when.
1: Oh boy. Okay. So the, it used to, okay. How this started was, it was a Facebook group. Pierre started this whole thing on his own. Right. So, and it's, it's, it's confusing to most, but I'll explain to you how, uh, I came about and how we are, where we are today. So it started off as a Facebook group called the Bills Fanatics. So oh. Bills Fanatics started off in the Facebook group with, what, 100 members, 200 members. I I came in at about 300 members, 300 members in. And uh, it, it started to grow. It started to grow. Um, and as they started to grow, they started adding admins to the to the Facebook group because the way I came out is that mm-hmm. I'm such a big Bill Big Bills fan and in Canada, yeah, I mean there's there's a good chunk of us but there's just so many fans of other teams. I'm like, where can I find a place for me to just talk Bills and do what I must? And lo and behold, right. I, I go on Facebook and I and I just type in the, in the Buffalo Bills and I see a whole bunch of groups. Then I guess the Bills fanatics was the first one I noticed, so I joined the group and you know what i mean conversation after conversation and i'm very passionate with certain things that i'm i i feel strongly about so i I've, I've shared my yep. takes in the group long story short years go on and years go on and the group starts getting bigger i become an admin because i forced my way in believe it or not because <laughs> i started noticing that they they were adding people to be the admins of a group that I'm like, man, I've, I've been watching and listening to what this guy's saying. He's not making any sense. And you guys made him a No, 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 no. <laughs> so one day I was like, listen, I need to be part of this group. I need you guys to make me an admin. Let's go. I guess they, they talked it over, I guess, Pierre and a few of the admins and then I was in. So as the group grew nice. bigger and we started noticing like there's so much more avenue that we could, that we could hit, um, uh, uh, we started making bigger decisions, right? So right. with that being said, you have, you'd have you be surprised how many people have collaborated and uh, I wouldn't say worked under Bills Fanatics, but worked with Bills Fanatics. We had Eric from Cover One uh, really with Bills Fanatics at one point. We collaborated. Uh, we had uh, the Rock Pile Boys collaborate with us for a little wow. bit. We had Nate Geary for a little bit on Bills Fanatics. Uh, we had a slew of guys that you guys all listen to now at one point affiliated with the Bills fanatics. So we still have a relationship with a lot of these guys. So um, cool. that being said, once we noticed that we could grow this thing, um, then we got hit with a letter. The Buffalo Bills hit us up and we're like, hey, oh, listen up. They got, we got a cease and desist letter saying, you come cannot on. use the word Bills <laughs> in your, anything that you guys do. So at wow. that point we were picking up a lot of steam. So we had to really change what Bill's Fanatics is. And we didn't want to steer away from the name. So right. we ended up saying, you know what? Let's just go Buffalo Fanatics. The initials stay the same, but yeah. we could do all things Buffalo. It could be the Buffalo Bisons. It could be the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, right. We could do a whole bunch of things. So Buffalo Fanatics came about. Now, here's where myself, I came in as a founder because I started doing videos and we started mm-hmm. hitting up uh instagram and twitter and we completely changed the the branding of the bills fanatics bills fanatics at one point was just facebook so Mm. when we rebranded and we took the name over we started everything fresh and all over again um and we changed our views and that way with trust and myself pierre and bobby we Mm. were the ones that kind of put things together on what what route we want to take with BF and where it's going to go. We have no idea to this day, but it is growing and people are showing a lot of love um, and that's how we've become what we've become. Bill's Fanatics of old was just the Facebook group. Now gotcha, it's a brand. It's, yeah, a, it's movement, a brand for sure, right? For sure. And it's yeah. something that uh, we take very seriously to give fans from all over the place somewhere that they can follow their team, track their team, and on top of that, be entertained with the likes of myself and the Joe Miller's and the Steve and Dave's. And right now we have the strongest team that we've ever had right now. And uh, it's, it's only going to get better. So that is how we have become what we are today.
0: That's cool. That's super cool. What does, so, and I know you said a second ago, you, not that you were unsure, but you know, it's, it's, it's undetermined, but what do you think the future of Buffalo fanatics looks like? What, like, where is, what's, what's the
1: next hill to charge for Buffalo fanatics? wow and that that is a conversation that we constantly are having what we're tweaking what what we're trying to become is um a brand a, like which we are a brand but a, a network where we can do all things with buffalo all things with the bills and at one point if one way or another if we can try to get a partnership or something with the mm. bills because mm. we are a bridge and right. why not why not bridge all the fans from all over the place to the team and i feel like we there's so much more work to do and who knows there's there's so many other places that we could take this it's just a matter of putting your head down grinding uh we've had offers on table uh for certain avenues um in and uh it's right now it's just we're still trying to to hone in and solidify what we are uh so we can bring proficiency and and professionalism to our crowd and to our fans and to our members and to the community that's awesome.
0: I think we do. I think everything you just said is executed well, the professionalism and all that stuff like and and I've said it, you know, many times that it's just an honor and a privilege to be on the network uh, to be to to have this platform uh, is is a privilege for me. So on behalf of me and my listeners, I just want to say thank you to you for for legitimately just (laughs) allowing me to be a part of this because it's cool, man.
1: it's a it's amazing man because this this podcast this podcast network this buffalo fanatics podcast network is is only going to get better and bigger i'm telling you right now we have a full roster a strong full roster and i can tell you right now we are going to grow it and it's going to get bigger and there's going to be other podcasts that may want to jump in and be part of this movement uh so who knows where and what this can happen where this this can take us but I see very big things and we have a strong starting lineup that I will push my starting lineup against anybody.
0: We got anybody's <laughs> nice. Well, you said a second ago that there was, you know, there's papers on the table and now you're talking about podcasters jumping to the network. So like, there's some stuff. It sounds like there's some stuff out there. Like there's some things out there oh, working listen, in man, the we're, works.
1: We're always, we're always trying to get, bigger and better I mean that's 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 the point right we always gotta you gotta take your reps you gotta take your losses as well because lord knows we've taken our losses um but it's all about how you how you can learn because I don't we don't look at it as a loss per se I mean a lot of people say you took an L uh but you know what that L is a lesson and we've lord knows we've taken our lessons and now we've got to learn from our lessons and uh and grow and get this thing better
0: that's awesome do me a favor real quick tell me about your show on YouTube tell tell my listeners about
1: your show Tell me about your show. Okay, here's the deal. The Rico Report. I'm I'm gonna call it right now. It's called the Rico Report. And I gotta give a shout out. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. To, <laughs> a, couple minutes to,
0: a, a couple minutes ago, you said you didn't have a name for the show. Now you got a name?
1: What's the I name? I know, I know. And I'm I'm about to I'm about to drop that. It's called the Rico Report, right? I love it. And David Jones is one, I think I believe his name is David Jones, one of our, our members uh that watches our show. He's been pushing that name for the nice. last month. He says, you should call it the Rico Report. And you know what? It rings, uh, and I think that it works. So uh, it's the Rico Report, man. So the Rico Report uh, is on Fridays and Sundays. So Fridays, normally during the season, uh, I will do a pregame, kind of get people hyped up uh, and ready to go. And on Sundays, it's raw reactions after the game, right? You can do something on Monday. Monday, you've had time to sleep on it. Yep, you've had time yep. to really think things through, which is completely fine. But people want raw reaction, whether it's happy times or angry times. And what I bring in my show is a lot of energy. I bring a lot of fan engagement, member engagement. I think that's nice. completely, uh, that's something that I, I really take very seriously. Um, nice. Because they are what drive the show. If I have no one, and that's why I give a lot of credit to people that podcast because you don't have an audience. It's just you, your thoughts, your opinions, your statistics, and you put it out there and you've got time to edit and go on and and so on and so forth. With a live show, there is no editing. It's just you (laughs) and your audience, right? So if they're not liking a take, oh yeah, if they don't like what you're saying, you will see it and you can actually go and debate. So what I have done which makes it even closer. Which brings the fan closer uh, to uh, to being part of something, to being parting of, of a community. Is on my show, the Rico Report. I'm gonna try to get used to that now. Is mm-hmm. I do a call in. So a lot of times, how often do you listen to your WGRs? And I don't listen to WGR because I'm just not in that in that. Um, like in that area. I'm in Canada, so I kinda do my own thing and, and 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 see things, but I don't listen to that radio station. But we'll say WGR because that's the main station that people listen to. There are times where there there might be something said and you wanna be able to say something and and oh I wish I wish I could call in and say this, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're watching mm-hmm. ESPN and they're talking about Sam Darnold and Sam Donald this and Sam Donald that or or Lombardi. <laughs> Coming in and saying this uh, is the thing about you know what I mean. So when you give the opportunity to a member, a fan to call in and and voice their opinion or or you know what go against what I may be saying, that is the power you give to the community to come yep. back and chime in and feel they're part of something. And I think that is why my show and Buffalo Fanatics is 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 around to give yeah. the voice yeah. to the people and the people can can have something to relate to about the team that they love most and that's the Buffalo Bills. No,
0: that's super good. I've actually tried to consider certain ways without having my face on a video uh, doing the overreaction sports podcast with some sort of a live call in feature like podcasts or so radio esque, but via podcast. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, is I don't want to give everybody my phone, my phone number. <laughs> I hear you. Trust me. I hear you. I know I'm all about so, it. I get it. So it puts me in kind of a weird situation. Hey, real quick. So, <laughs> what is the scoop with Pierre getting some FaceTime with QB1 at the airport? Oh, I want the deets. The I want the story. deets, man. Pierre
1: meeting his childhood hero. I tease him. I tease him a lot about that the childhood hero, the hero thing. But uh, <laughs> here's a story. All right. And I can give it to you because they gave it to me in great detail. And okay. I don't think I'll, I'll miss a beat in this. So hot take, Pierre hot, is on take. His way. <laughs> yeah, hot take, hot take. Pierre is I believe he's in D.C. I think it was in Washington. OK, I think he's in D.C. Um, and uh, he's on his way to Buffalo and he's sitting down getting ready to board his flight. And he notices uh, a tall frame mm. walk by with a mask on. Mm. So he's like, huh, that that person looks familiar But that can't be And this person keeps walking He's like, no, 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 no. that has to be the person But trailing behind Josh Allen Was a a, a woman Mm -hmm. And the woman And Pierre locked eyes And he's like, wait a minute I know that person So (laughs) Pierre removed his face mask And she did the same And she's like, I knew that was you And she's like, oh my god, Brit Yes, yes (laughs) So the reason that she says I knew that was you, is because we've we've been in con- in conversation with Brit before, right? Really? Where we've sent the Buffalo verse everybody. Oh yeah, I mean, we have relationships with a lot of the players on the team, and with with having relationships with the players, you tend to have relationships with their spouses as well. Um, and Brit is a really cool individual, and Pierre has struck uh, he struck a, a friendship, I would say, uh, with Brit. And That's awesome. they've they've, con- they've had conversation before, prior. So he was able to, they were able to see and recognize each other. So once the recognition took place, there was a small conversation. Hey, how are you? All that good stuff. And they boarded their flight. So at this point, Pierre is like, guys, you guys won't believe who's on this flight. That's a Josh Allen. We're like, boy, you better stop. Stop playing. He's like, no, <laughs> he's on this flight right now. I was oh, like, same place. Okay, well, listen. You don't have this opportunity often, first and right. foremost. Nobody just runs into the starting quarterback of your favorite football team. So right. you better march over there and say, hey, sir, can I get a picture with you? Right. But nobody wants to do that because you don't want to invade on someone's privacy, number one. And because of this this COVID situation, you just you, there's things are different now. So right. he's sitting on the plane texting with us saying, what do I do? What do I do? So because of the relationship he had prior with Britt, he DMs her on Instagram and says, Hey, this is Pierre, we just met, I don't wanna, you know what I mean, look like a groupie. He even said it, I don't wanna look like a groupie, <laughs> but I would love for for myself to get a picture with Josh if that's okay, if he's right. okay with it. And right. she was a sweet person. She's a sweet lady. She's like, you know what? We could definitely make it happen as soon as the flight. Uh, uh, once we land, let's do it. So, flight, they land. Uh, they meet up. They chop it up a little bit. And Pierre standing next to the fa- his favorite franchise quarterback. That's taking amazing. a picture. And if you look at that picture, Pierre's a big boy. Pierre's yeah, I was just gonna say that he's four. a big
0: old big old boy.
1: <laughs> he's a he's a big fella. So him standing next to Josh Allen. Uh, you would even say Pierre could suit up and, and join the Bills if he needed to, but um, the former receiver doesn't have the knees he used to have, so uh, he, he's content with just watching. So uh, that's the story, man. <laughs> so he was able to kind of have small chat with Josh and uh, and Britt as well, um, and uh, they took a great picture together, and, and it's circulating all over the internet right now. It's on on Twitter, and Pierre is extremely satisfied with that. And furthermore, to push it, we've been... On this train of this could be the year that the Bills really make noise. Josh yep. going into his third year, and yep. how a lot of people, you know what I mean, been talking about Josh. And here comes the Bills fans, Pierre in, included, talking up a big game for his quarterback, and he runs into him. So that's crazy. Destiny? Can we call it destiny? Could it oh, be that the, he rubs shoulders with the quarterback and the quarterback's gonna take us to the promised land of the Super Bowl? Hey, we don't know, but things have, have had stranger things have happened. And I'm pleased that uh, he was able to meet him and uh, he gave us conversation and uh, we're going to the Super Bowl. And that's that. No, I'm in. I'm in. Totally in. You know who's not in
0: though? <laughs> I'm, in, Michael, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. But you know who's not? Michael Lombardi. And we've had a lot of conversation. <laughs> I had nice a conversation. <laughs> I, I yeah, I put that video out and I was, I'm going to be honest with you, I was floored at the end of the cycle, if you will, of that little quick take that I did because I was annoyed And I was probably overreacting a little bit, and I get emotional. That's what my show is about, and you get it. I love it. But that thing got like 6,500 views, which I was... Holy, did it get that much? 6,500 views. I couldn't believe it. Um, But you talked about it. Um, Obviously, Steve and the Bills guys talked about it. Um, So we've kind of talked about it, but there's just something... I don't know what it's going to take. And I think for me, the question that I would ask is what's it going to take for these guys, these NFL knuckleheads that are like the media dudes that get to talk about and bring their opinion because they're quote unquote, the guys that know this stuff. What is it going to take to get these uh, these guys to actually watch film on Josh Allen like Brian Baldinger has? Like, what's it going to take? What do you think?
1: It, it's It's tough because watching film is time consuming. It's right. time consuming. And um, I'll, I'll do this, I'll do this. So I work the overnights. And you'll have upper management that will walk in near the end of shift. So seven o'clock, 730. And we'll take a look and may see one or two employees standing around. And right. they'll assume that they've been doing something they've been doing nothing all night but they don't realize that they've been working all day and they may have taken a small little break. So with guys like Lombardi, they watch one game or they'll watch a play or two or they'll focus on two or three games of the worst games and paint a picture and say, well, you know what? That's not the guy I want. And then what they'll do is they'll cross-reference that by going back to college and say, you see? Well, he did that in college and look what he's doing in the league. So you know what? He's written off for me. Furthermore, when you have somebody already on a pedestal and you've been you've been beating the drum for that individual right you can't go against that you got to you got to keep with it so when they keep trashing on guys like Allen because they never they never believed them in the first place it's going to happen so lombardi probably feels that way he does not like josh allen so how could he eat his, he's not going to take his words back so what we have to do is force him to eat his words he's going right. to have to eat his words this year right
0: I think for me, I don't. I don't. I, I. I. I understand everything that you just said, and I totally get it. I understand the narratives. I understand they watch the highlight plays, and a lot of times the highlights. Let's just call it what it is: are lowlights. The Bills, towards the end of last season, started getting some decent run on some of the highlight show, but for the last twenty years, by and large, we've gotten the fifteen-second spot, the twenty-second spot, and there really hasn't been much there. And there's something to how much the the Even the highlight shows are showing the bad throws that you know they've got a toss and a bad throw that Josh would make, but I think it would be it would serve them better if they did a, not. They wouldn't even have to go back to college if they just looked at certain things. So, like one of the th- one of the things that PFF and PFF is huge on dogging dogging Josh Allen, um, and t- mm-hmm. and, and talking about just where he's at and who he's gonna be and trash this and trash this, regardless of the fact that Josh Allen was over 60% completion percentage through about three quarters of last year. Uh, It fell off towards the end of the season. You know, if they did something simple, which was just – and PFF actually reported this, that the Bills were number one in drop percentages in the NFL last year, 7%. So so the Bills led the league at 7%. So if Josh Allen's at 58-point-whatever-percent completion percentage, and if you put him middle of the pack, which is about – Four and a half, right? So if we give him an extra four points, where does that put him? Right. 62? That that puts him as one of the better quarterbacks in the league. One of the better quarterbacks. And if, it really- what's funny, if you look at the stats, and I'm looking at Pro Re- ProFootballReference.com, if you look at the stats, the guys that are at the top of the list seem to somehow magically have the lowest drop percentages. And I'm sure that there's some way that they can blame that on Josh Allen as well. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes he throws the ball a little too hard, but when you look at a guy like Dawson Knox and I love Dawson Knox, like my Dawson actually came to our church last year, like during, during uh, right before training camp started, he rolled through our church. And like, yeah, he, and he's in, he's a big old boy too. He's enormous. And my daughter was standing next to me. She's 13 uh, and fell in love with him instantly. Uh, which is really, really funny. But I'm a big da- Dawson Knox <laughs> fan. But when you look at the amount of drops that he had, I think he, I had it someplace. I, I want to say it was, it was, he, he it was up there. I, I looked it up a little bit ago. But if Dawson becomes more sure-handed, a guy like Diggs is going to help this situation. Like if if Josh Allen, if that drop percentage improves, like we're talking about a different scenario just in that for Josh Allen and I think that's what's annoying to me like and then I think PFF also posted a, a something and I was going to go on about this a couple weeks ago about how like there was the top 5 uh, most turnover worthy plays by a quarterback and and like or the top 5 quarterbacks and guess who wasn't on the list Josh Allen and it's like there you have it I'm confused like
1: what is the narrative if right I mean help me out what <laughs> well, here, here's the deal we we have I mean we all know that we we were at the top of the league and and balls dropped. Yep, and it's clear we had issues with Dawson Knox. We had seven issues sometimes 7, with Cole Beasley. That we number had, is seven percent. Seven percent there? What was the percentage? Seven
0: seven percent.
1: Seven percent. Yep. Okay. Um, we have John Brown had some costly uh, some costly drops. Um, mm-hmm. I mean it, I could I could go on right. I mean the, the evidence is there in the statistics. Now, management don't think that management was sleeping on this because right. we had that very issue. Josh's rookie year, mm-hmm. Andre Holmes, Zay Jones, and Kelvin Benjamin. You had right? uh, Kelvin, Kelvin Biscuit Benjamin. I yep. mean, the the list can go on with the, with the with the amount of people that we had on the team that weren't sure handed, and right. it was very clear. So they knew they needed to improve that department. So they brought in John Brown and Cole Beasley, yep. an upgrade to Josh's rookie year, but still not elite enough. So they bring in Stefan Diggs, which has a very low percentage drop, number one, and mm-hmm. he's great separation. Let's go to the playoff game. John Brown was not our leading receiver, nor was he targeted the most. He wasn't right. even looked at as often. Right. I think he had, what, three or four receptions. Duke Williams was the guy that he was going after. He was the a game dog, plan. someone that yep. was hungry, that yep. wanted more. What do you think Stefan Diggs is going to bring to this team? So, with a guy that has great separation, doesn't drop the ball, and can get open, Josh Allen's going to be looking at him often. And you don't think those three points, maybe those two points, are going to increase with that receiver alone? I'll tell you that right now, it's going to. His percentage you... is going to go up with with Stefan Diggs alone. And the rest of the crew is going to have to step their game up. So I can see a big improvement happening. So don't fret. He's going to be better because <laughs> we've got be... him a weapon in Stefan Diggs. So jo- Josh Young had
0: 461 attempts last year. I think he has more attempts this year. So I think he's definitely going to throw the ball more times. Um, and I bet you that he, drop he percentage number... Will. It's going to go less than half. I bet you he's in that low threes. Uh, The lowest drop percentage in the league was Matt Ryan with the Atlanta Falcons at 2.5. Then Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson has been a hot topic for you in the last couple days. He's at 3.2%. And you can't tell me that that drop percentage... Isn't connected to QBR and isn't connected to passer rating, it isn't connected to like where your quarterback is in standings, as far as obviously it's directly connected to completion percentage. But that drop percentage matters, and these aren't just so everybody knows. I probably should say this drop percentage isn't every time Josh Allen misses a pass, it's when the ball is catchable or deemed catchable hits him in the hands absolutely. is in the body radius absolutely something like that so for me this number is absolutely going to drop whether it's to three and a half it's just how far it's going to drop and I I agree Stefan Diggs is going to
1: make and, a huge difference and he will and I, I will say this though because I did touch on Lamar Jackson we talked about to, we touched on Lamar Jackson if you go to Lamar's playoff game his last playoff game and the amount of drops I mean you look you said it lowest percentage of drops during the mm-hmm. regular season in mm-hmm. that playoff game alone, he had his receivers drop four to five passes. Key right. key passes right. dropped. So these things happen. These things will happen. Now, when you have short-handed receivers like Stefan Diggs coming on and infecting the rest of the receiving crew, and you bring in a guy like Hodgins that is known to not drop any balls, and you have mm-hmm. Gabe Gabe Davis that's coming on to there. Listen, we've improved this team so we can give Josh Allen all the ammo possible for him to succeed I now agree. it's a matter of execution execute 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 and if you don't execute we then have an issue yep but dable and i hate to bring it up but dable has to put him in position to do so and <laughs> both of them are 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 <laughs> you know what i mean you have you have dable and you have josh the pressure is on both of them but execution is going to be the the key word this year. You've got to execute, Josh. There are no more excuses. You have the weapons you need to succeed. Let's yeah. go.
0: I'm so, I'm smiling because I agree with you. And Brian Dable to me is a is a brilliant offensive coordinator. He's just a horrible in game manager. Like there's just he just has a tendency to get away from. There was a time, and I don't know how, I'm not going to ask. There was a time and how old you are. There was a time that I remember, and I don't remember exactly what the coaching staff was, but there was a time when it seemed like the Bills offense would find a play that worked and then wouldn't run it again. It's like, oh, that play worked twice really well. We're never going to run it again. And Dable does similar things. It's like, well, we're totally destroying the team over here. So we're going to not do that anymore. We're just going to stop and we're going to try this now. Um, or he game plans, and we're, we're obviously not looking to talk about Brian Dable, but I think I don't want to say that's a big ask, but it might be a big ask.
1: Listen, <laughs> I I I'm, I'm listening to you, and I'm like the one play that the one play that sticks in my mind is the screenplay. I feel like we don't run the screenplay as often. Agreed. And if we do, we won't rerun it maybe once a game, and then we shy away from it. We yep. never go back to it again. And in the playoff game against the Chiefs, excuse me against the Houston Texans, we ran late in the game a beautiful screenplay for uh, Devin Singletary. Yep. And Devin Singletary took it nearly to the end zone. Nearly to the end zone. I'm like, you have such an explosive running back, but yet you don't run these simple plays that helps, A, your quarterback, helps, B, your lineman, and helps, C, your defense to give them a breather. Like, let's go here. Brian, Brian Dable, execute your play, your playbook and use these things that put these players like Devin Singletary in space where yep. he does – that's where he does most of his work. You yep. can give him a little a phone booth. He will make his, his way out. You give him an open field? Come on now. That's what you've <laughs> got to do. So now we have playmakers like Singletary. We have playmakers like Stefan Diggs. Listen. Like I said, man, no excuses. I don't want to hear anything. We've got to get down and dirty and put points on the board because 16 to 17, 18 points a game is not going to cut it this year. If we want offensive production, we've got to get into the 23 to 27 points a game Agreed. because the defense is going to do their job. Yep. Offense is what has been keeping us behind. Yep. Yes, we we put some points up and we kind of keep things close, but we can't keep winning these games 17 to 14 you know what I mean? 16 to 10. No, you can't. Defense. That's a lot of pressure on the defense. We have now, we now have to start putting up points on these. Remember when 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 Barkley came in and lit up the Jets? How nice it was for the defense? Now we can pin our ears back and get after that quarterback. But yep. we can't we can't just keep putting 16, 17, 18 points up again. It's just not gonna cut it this year. This year is the year of execution. Stop playing games. Let's go let's go i love it no and and it's the the best example
0: of dable coming back to something that i can remember from last year is still the texans game um he ran that quarterback sweep and it was successful and he came back to it late in the game and bro if dawson knox makes that block josh allen's still running he still hasn't been caught like yes it's we had so many opportunities and i don't want to i don't want to i don't (laughs) want i don't want to be the dead horse But that was one of those moments where, like, he caught him, and I remember when they ran it the first time, and I remember looking at my dad and saying, "They need to run that again, like, because Houston doesn't have an answer for that." And they, and if Dawson just makes that block, he's a rookie.
1: We got to give him some. Dawson Knox and Cody Ford (laughs) pulling out. You've got two two blockers, and you miss them. Oh man, you you know what? You're making me upset right now just thinking about it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, the the worst part is like, I mean, they almost killed Josh Allen. The dude that hit him almost killed him. Like he planted him in the earth. Like, but oh, uh, he felt you... that.
1: Josh Josh is a big boy, six yeah, six four, is. two two thirty, two twenty, two thirty. Uh, he felt that. He felt all of that. Linebacker having free range, no, not even a chip, not even anything, and just full man to man contact. Oh no, he felt that one.
0: Oh yeah, he felt that for sure. And you get he was he. Pro- I don't want to say that he wasn't the same, but he was a little bit rattled. I think after that hit, here's. The next thing is it pertains to Michael Lombardi, and I know that you wanted to not banter, but you wanted to talk a little bit and and we've kind of gone back and forth on Twitter, which is great in regards to this whole comment that, you know, Josh, the hole that the Bills have per Lombardi, and that's a quote, the hole that the Bills have is Josh Allen and had they drafted Lamar Jackson, the Bills would be Super Bowl contenders. And I like Lamar. So don't get the wrong idea. So, and, and my comment on Twitter wasn't about Lamar being a bad quarterback. It was more about, well, Lamar right. hasn't had any success in the playoffs either. It's, it's, so for me, Lamar right now, when John Harbaugh is a genius, first of all, John Harbaugh does not get the credit that John Harbaugh probably deserves as a head coach in the NFL. He is a, and you might disagree, he is a system quarterback to me. They're running three tight end sets. And they're doing kind of some magical stuff out of a heavy run set where he's kind of tricking people into throwing. I'm not sure that that Lamar is executing Brian Dable's offense. How do you see Lamar? Do you see this team the same if Lamar is our quarterback see, versus Josh?
1: First of all, I I agree. Uh, here's the deal: if Lamar, I was the thing is, I was I was campaigning for the Bills to draft Lamar. I believe in Lamar, and I believe that Lamar, if came to the Bills, he would have success with the Bills. I, I'm I don't think he's just a system quarterback. I mean, when you have a head coach, uh, in Petrino, is it Petrino? Bobby Petrino, I believe, yeah. he was the coach for him at Louisville. Yes, um, and Bobby Petrino is not known to be a slouch of a head coach and offensive coordinator. He runs a quite quite uh, uh can be a complicated offense. Right. So if Lamar was able to do that. There's no way that you can make him a system quarterback. Now, would he gel with the likes of Brian Dable? Who knows? Would Would uh, Josh Allen gel with the likes of Greg Roman? Who knows? Because that's who the coordinator is for the Baltimore Ravens. I think so yes. One I, think, will... I think the skill set Josh Allen has
0: does blend well with Greg Roman's offense.
1: Sorry. And, 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 and it may. We will never know because it's not happening right now. Right. Right. But one thing I would say is uh, I don't necessarily disagree with what Lombardi mentioned when he says uh, that the success of the Bills falls on Josh Allen. Oh, totally. Because and that and that's the thing. And I think people are up in arms, not not what you were saying, but people are up in arms with that comment. But let's be honest, the success of the Saints falls on. Drew Brees. Oh, for sure. The success of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers falls on Tom Brady. (laughs) The statue. (laughs) Yes, the success. The success of the Bills falls on Josh Allen, of course. But people look, because we've been spoken about in such a negative light for so long, we get on the defense right away. And it's normal. But take a step back and say, well, he's right. Because we, ourselves as Bills fans, are feeling that way right now man josh needs to take. what have we been, have we been saying josh needs to take the next step josh yep, this is yep. year three now this is where they take the you know what i mean so yep lombardi is just pissing people off pardon my language pissing people off with the fact that he said that josh's inaccuracies will not be fixed so then once we heard that <laughs> we we're on the defense we didn't want to hear right. anything else nothing else but and there, nonetheless I have. Oh, I, I. I hope Lamar has a great season, and I know Josh is gonna have a good season, and it should be a fun season to watch this year.
0: Yeah. There's. There's no. There's no more triggered, easily triggered fan base as it pertains to j- instantly becoming family defensive than the Bills Mafia and their quarterback right now. Oh my I mean, gosh.
1: Bills Mafia are. We are the most sensitive fan base around. If it's not sure. the Patriots, because the Patriots, I mean, have been winning, so you can't really say much about them. But. Whenever their team loses, boy, oh, boy, do they get salty. But the Bills fans, we get on the defense, and we don't let go. And we just get borderline ridiculous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we do.
1: We do. And, I... and you know what? We are part of it because when we lose, we overreact. And I love oh. the name of your podcast because <laughs> we fans overreact on a lot of things and it takes us a day or two to kind of calm down and come back to reality and go from there. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was it was definitely intentional when I was putting the 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 con- the concept together. It was like This is kind of too good. Like this is what we do, and I'm a I'm an emotion based podcast. You know, I understand football, but not like the Cover One guys do, and I don't claim to. That's not that's not what I do, and I don't I don't know it as well as Bruce Exclusive does, Bruce Nolan does. Like for me, it's about emotion. I want to be the every fan, and I just want to talk to and the every fan, and I want to talk about or talk with the every fan as far as our buffalo bills go. So that overreaction piece just it just kind of fit perfectly.
1: I love um, it. I love it. And I love the emotion because it it is me. It's like you're speaking to me when <laughs> I hear someone just speak passionately about something. Yeah, for um, sure. And you and I are like many others, thousands of others, and that's yeah. why we are, we are where we are right now. And it's perfect for the fan of the Buffalo Bills. I agree. And I agree. I think
0: Lamar's going to have a good season next year. I do feel that he can't throw outside the numbers. I think that's something about him. Um, we can disagree on the – the. I think that right now he's a little bit of a system quarterback. Um, okay. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this next year plays out for him and even the, the, the year after. Lombardi is just – I'm not saying that he's fishing. He could have just gone about that interview totally different. And then you – I think you talked of course about it. You could if, have. if you didn't, then I know Steve did. One of you said it that – I think the most reprehensible part about the whole interview was the fact that like Chris Brown and Steve Tasker didn't even push back. Like they didn't even like yeah, but him. Like they just let him talk and let him drive over our quarterback, and then was like, "Thanks for showing up, Mike."
1: Like it was just, it was just trash. But it was just a trash. interview. Here's the thing, though. What do you want Chris Brown to do? Do you want Chris Brown because Chris Brown and a lot of the Buffalo media can't can't show their feelings, right? It, right. It can't you can't sit there and defend your the team that you cover personally you have to be objective so you have to let the interviewer right. say what he needs to say you can't just say well i disagree with that because now it becomes my opinion versus your opinion and then where does it go so you gotta let him say his piece chris brown did a fantastic job by letting him say his piece and then putting it out there and letting the bills mafia rip him the pieces <laughs> although chris brown wanted to i'm sure he did and disagreed with a lot of what lombardi was saying he's like you know what i'm gonna post this and the bills mafia will get after him so i'll let them do my dirty work and guess what we did we we did
0: we did so chris if that's the case i apologize steve i love you you should be in the hall of fame i apologize so (laughs) last thing i want to talk about um my my guy jay spence the king uh brought up and i was talking to spence today um just because i was like bro where do you get your content ideas from because Like one of the things that I struggle with the most, and I think you probably are there with me because you and I both have kind of an emotional based show. I'm like, where do you get like content ideas? Because like he just throws out there all of a sudden and like the responses and the reactions and the interactions that he gets like are just over the top. And what he talked about was based off of just another conversation that he was in. Um, And he was talking about Super Bowls and the question. And I I believe he did a poll. I don't have the poll in front of me. I could probably look it up. Um, was if you had a choice as a Bills fan, Bills Mafia, what would you prefer? Four more trips to the Super Bowl with four straight losses or no Super Bowls at all? And I know that stung me. How did that make you feel when you read that? Like, first, do you remember your first reaction when you read that? Were you, like, paused, thumbed kind of, like, up and down, over the button? Like, I'm not sure which one of these I want to press, or did you know (laughs) immediately?
1: Here's the deal. Uh, With... With that question, with that question, with winning the Super Bowl and winning nothing at all, it, it, the, the best way I can – everyone likes an experience, and that's the best way I can put it. Everyone loves an experience, and a good experience is something that you carry and you cherish. Yep. So for those that can say, no, I'd rather not lose because it's embarrassing and I don't want to have to say I lost four straight. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back it up. What about the experience? Because you would have been able to say, my team's going to the Super Bowl. You would have been yeah. able to prepare for Super Bowl and parties and so on and so forth. There's so many things that you could have done uh, in those experiences. And, and the feeling you get, how, how good does it feel when your team goes the day that we went to the playoffs and we beat the Bengals? How good was that? That felt oh. so good. Oh I was screaming, I was screaming, I was screaming,
0: when Tyler Boyd caught caught that, when when he caught that, when he caught that ball, I was, my, my wife like ran out, ran not into the room, (laughs) ran out of the room because she was afraid that I was going to like, not hit her, but she was like, I was losing my mind when Tyler Boyd caught that football.
1: Yes. Yes. So how, how do you, how could you not have that, not want to have that feeling? If you want to give me that feeling four straight years straight, give me that feeling. I will take it. (laughs) I will take it. Forget about the not lose. No, no, no. Give me that feeling. Case closed. Don't even talk about anything else. Four straight Super Bowls and I lose it? No. I'm taking that. And furthermore, and I hate to say it, but will there ever be another team that goes to the championship team, championship game, excuse me, four straight times? No. Lose or not, just four straight times is a feat in itself. So you got to give credit to that 90s team. Although... I don't like hearing too much about it because it's a sore spot. But if I were, to, <laughs> if I were to jump into it and and have my team with Josh Allen go to the Super Bowl four straight times, yes, give me that.
0: Yeah, no, it's what's interesting about it, and and just so everybody knows, Jay Spence the King uh, is the host of the Code of Conduct. Uh, podcast that airs on Wednesdays on the Buffalo Fanatic Sports Network. Uh, just so you know, check his podcast out. But he tweeted that out, and he tweeted it out. Tweeted it out on June 26. I think it was just a couple days ago. Uh, it got 1,700 right. votes. 1,700 Jeez. votes. Jeez. Yeah, 52. 52- and what was the what was the result? Because I didn't know what the result was. 53% said what you said let's go to the super bowl four times <laughs> and lose. Um 47%. So it was split down the middle. Uh, what's what's interesting wow. just what's interesting just about that is so I was a I was a budding teenager and so I graduated high school in 1991. So like that is just my wheelhouse. And it was amazing. I lived in Florida at the time. I went to high school in Florida. And it was amazing for me growing up as a kid and being like the kid who was the fan of the team, like in the NFL, like the Bills beat everybody in the NFL. I remember being at my best friend's house in high school on a Saturday or Sunday morning, one time going through and like back then in the paper, if I don't I don't know how many people even read the paper anymore, but back then in the paper, they would put like, like st- in the standings, it would say uh, along with your record, how many people in your division or your conference you've beaten and how many people in the opposite conference you've beaten. And as everybody remembers back then, like, the NFC owned the AFC in the Super Bowl. Like, the NFC like just owned it, owned the AFC. It didn't matter who the NFC was playing, the NFC just won the Super Bowl. And what's wild is I remember reading those stats to my buddy Phil, and I said, the Bills are the only team in the NFL with a winning record against the NFC. Uh, and I think that was the first year that they went to the Super Bowl and lost, and my buddy Phil happened to be a Giants fan. For me, it was a cool feeling, that experience of, Bills Absolutely. fans Bills fans were made. Like, there were people that, that became Bills fans for life. My buddy Marty Pluth is a Bills fan for life because of that 90s team. He's from St. Louis. He's a Buffalo Bills fan, like, because of that team. Like, that team was magical. It was amazing. And, yes, I loved the feeling, but there was just something about, like, that first one was right there. The second one we got – I think robbed the third one we got destroyed and then the fourth one destroyed yep the fourth one thurman doesn't fumble those two balls and that's a that game is ours i just don't know where i land and somebody said on spence's jay spence's twitter on that on that thread you know when 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 they talk about teams that have lost the super bowl they don't they always talk it's the four in a row right because like what we're strapped with is we went four times, and an interesting point to your point about it never happening again, very quietly. Not many people know this. The Patriots had they gone this year would have been four in a row, but they didn't make it. That was what I was most excited about when the Patriots got beat in the playoffs. Is the fact that they like their their peat was over. They were they were not going to four in a row. So the Bills still own that, and I agree with you. They never that will never be eclipsed. However, what's that? I, I looked it up earlier today. Uh, the Patriots have five losses. Uh who else has five losses? Where's it at? Um oh I lost it. You gotta be oh Super Bowl what are, what
1: are the Steelers? The Steelers up there? Uh
0: the Steelers have two losses. They've gone twice or they've gone eight times. The Patriots have five losses, and the there's one Cowboys. of the teams the, the Broncos have five losses. The Bills Broncos, have four. Okay. Yep, the Bills have four. The Vikings have four. Nobody talks to pay about the Patriots. And five losses. Nobody talks about the Broncos and five losses. Nobody talks about the Vikings and five loss or four losses. The only team that's strapped with that is us. And for me, that's the hesitation. It's just like, man, I don't want to do that again. Like, you, it would be it'd be and amazing.
1: Think, Go ahead. And the thing is, I think the reason it hurts so much, uh, and people stand stand and look at it, and 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 it stands out the most, is because. Those years that we went to the Super Bowl, our offense was potent. Oh, it was killer. We had the the in we had the K gun and the and it was we had the Thurman's and we had the Jim Kellys and and Cornelius Bennett. Uh, you understand? We we feel like we had a team. So, we were destined to win those games. The Redskins, Giants, Giants, we had to come on. Like there's there's there were there, those teams we should have beat them. Oh, but, we should kill them. Hey. <laughs> we we are where we are and this is why i feel like right now and in the era that we're in bills fans put so much pressure on this team because we want to so much go back to the days that we went to the super bowl right cuz as young as i am and as young as these other the kids coming up that's all they've heard of right of the bills going to the super bowl and losing so all they've learned, all they've learned and known is a losing team Right, we've got guys like yourself that remember the winning days so we want to get back to that so badly so we will do and say anything and defend as hard as we have to just to get that little bit of happiness and success back to the playoffs and the Super Bowl and I think we are the closest that we've ever been since the 90s so that's why we're grasping onto everything and don't you dare talk about my team like that because we're so close I agree. we're close
0: but we'll agree. see I totally agree. Like this team, this team is, it's, it's hard to believe how far this team has come in such a short time. And and all the credit is due to Sean McDermott and, and Brandon uh, and, and Brandon Bean. Like it, it's just hard to believe how good this defense is. It's hard to believe the talent that is now around Josh Allen. It's hard to believe the contract situations that we're in, like even the conversation and I, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard it. About this conversation, about like because of COVID, if there's no fans in the stands, that Shef- Schefter is reporting that like the the, the salary cap is going to drop somewhere between thirty and eighty million dollars. And for me, it's like, well, the bills are wow. the bills are ninety million under the cap next year. So what? Like for me, like I don't even care because the bills are good to go. Now, obviously, it's going to be a problem when we come to try to sign Tre'Davious White, and we're going to have to do something about Josh Allen if he is if he is who we think he is. But for all intents 100%. and purposes. The amount of play, if, if the cap gets cut by 50 million next year because of COVID, like the amount of players that are going to get cut from teams, it's going to be unbelievable. Like there's going to be guys on the street, like big time players, big time names that aren't just injury guys that are out on the street. Um, but it's, it's just hard to believe. I, I'm right there with you, dude. Like the emotion that I have, the expectation that I have, the anticipation that I have for this season, and there's something to be said for, you know, Sure, this is only happening to us. The stars are lining up and it seems like we're going to have, you know, a guy that's in contention for the MVP of the league and Josh Allen. We've got the amount, we got wide receivers that can't be covered by any defensive, like def- defense in the NFL. We have a top two defense. And oh, by the way, the season's in jeopardy because of COVID because of a world pandemic. It's like, you've got to be kidding me right yep. now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a it's a, we are in muddy waters, my friend. We are in muddy waters. It's just, it's we're we're just looking for some kind of, some kind of clarity in all of this. And right now, uh, I think a, a lot of people are scrambling. Executives are scrambling. Uh, you know, what I mean, administrators are scrambling to to make sense of what is going on right now, uh, to try to find solutions or I guess band-aids thick enough and strong enough band-aids to kind of band-aid these issues that that are going on right now so um hopefully hopefully we as a fan base as fans of the nfl will get to witness this season but it, it makes me worry it makes me i can't i can't front it makes me worry that this may not happen but this is big business, and you know how this this can work, man. Big business. You don't want to lose too much money, so they may find ways to make it happen. But not to jump into that, but you catch my drift. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens this year.
0: Oh Yeah, it's uh, and we're going to find out shortly. So they're already talking about canceling two preseason games, which we all want to have happen anyway, uh, but uh, not under these circumstances. And I was mentioning, or I was talking to somebody on Twitter. Uh, oh No, I think it was in the group chat. Uh, and, it, like, the worst-case scenario is... They play, or they go ahead, and then like some young young guy gets it, and somebody like Patrick Pat Mahomes gets it, and then like has like career issues or dies from it. Like that's, I mean, then it's like was it was it worth it? If one player dies, it's not worth it. It's just so hard because, oh man, we're such selfish people. And don't get me like I'm I'm (laughs) at the front of the line, dude. I want the Bills to play football, and I want them to go to the Super Bowl.
1: You and I both. (laughs) you and i both man i think we want it so damn bad that we we and the word that's the worst part we want it so bad that we're willing to risk it risk it all right. right right uh and at the end of the day it wasn't worth it so i mean we'll soon find out hopefully and cross the old crossing the old fingers that everything works out and uh we have a, a fantastic season and we're hosting that lombardi trophy at the end of the year
0: oh man all the feels you've given me all the feels rico <laughs> I just want to thank Yo, you. Man, I,
1: I'm feeling the same way, man. I, we just want, we're dying for success. We're hungry, hungry for success. We're crying out loud. We've been part of losing seasons for too, too long. Yep, it's about time long. that we have some fortune in our way, on our side. Um, and it. I think that we have the men uh, in place to lead us there in Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Um, and as long as Pagula stays out of the way and let these men do football things, I think we'll have, uh, we'll have success for some time that's awesome everybody this is uh real
0: rico underscore bf you can find him on twitter he is the host of the rico report on the buffalo fanatics youtube channel that sounds good man it (laughs) sounds good with my voice right you that's me like dude i'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing voiceovers like so you can you know
1: hit me up you should (laughs) hit me up i'll I'll tell you this man i I told you earlier that my my wife she i mean she's one of my biggest fans and she says Rick, she's like, Rico, I love your voice. Your voice is the one I like to hear anytime that these things are on. And I was listening to your podcast and she's like, Wait a minute, now who is that? I was like, Oh, that's my man Joe. And she's like, Okay, don't take this anyway, babe. But he has a nice voice and his voice I could listen to. So the, you've me. got a you've got a uh, you've got a fan and the wife. So the wife is on board. <laughs>
0: Well, hopefully I'll be able to keep keep that fan. Uh, you make me blush yes, every, time you t- every time you talk about it. So it, uh, I appreciate yes, it. Sir. I appreciate you being on the show, man. This was a ton of fun, and I'm going to have you on again. So regardless of you having oh, be me best, on be your be show or, or not, so, go ahead.
1: Yes, listen, get your wifey to to put some makeup on you. The lights <laughs> and the camera is, are going to be on. And uh, sometimes the bright lights are on. Some people kind of buckle. I hope you don't buckle under the pressure uh, from the recent- Rico Report. There's Don't no there's,
0: there's no buckling, my friend. There's no buckling. I've been on, I've been <laughs> I've been doing that stage stuff for a very, very, very long ah, you're time. You're good. So. You're good. So appreciate it, man. It was great talking to you. Thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate it,
1: Joe. You're the man, man. The voice over Reaction <laughs> Podcast. I appreciate it.
0: Well, he is Rico. He is the man. He is one of the founders of Buffalo Fanatics. You can find him at Real Rico underscore BF. And you can find him on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel with the Rico report. And I just want to say thank you, sir, for joining me today. It was a blast, and we're going to have to do it again. Everybody, I want to thank you so much for tuning in, for being a part of the show today. Uh, As always, I appreciate it more than you will ever know. Uh, This has been the Overreaction uh, Sports Podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator one jonathan spaz check if you are in the market to buy or sell a home go to the man that i trust more than anybody else when it comes to real estate adventures you go to the market dominator you will not be dissatisfied he is the best in the business thank you guys so much for for joining us we'll talk to you soon go bills
1: If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out thebuffalofanatics.com, where you'll find unique digital content about the Buffalo Bills and articles about anything from schemes, game planning, personnel moves, all the way to comedy and even fan fiction. You can find Buffalo Fanatics content on all major social media platforms. Where else would you rather be? Let's go, Bills.